Welcome to Business Day on Redshift. Each episode, we talk to a different business owner about what makes them tick. We share tips from their specialist field and set our listeners with their own weekly challenge. Many thanks to Hibbert Solicitors, one of Cheshire's leading law firms, for sponsoring this podcast. Visit hibberts.com. Hello, welcome to the Business Day podcast. It's me, Liz Parkin, here in the Redshift studio over in Nantwich in Cheshire. And I'm delighted to invite into the studio our guest today, Becky Jones from Elements of Nutrition. Becky, hello. Hello. Now, you've come a long way to be with us today, (laughs) all the way down from Bury or Berry or Bolton. (laughs) Tell us where you're from. Um, I am a slap bang between Berry and Bolton and Salford, a little village called Ringley. Uh, I've been there on and off since 1980. Oh, very mm. good. Okie dokies. So tell us a bit about your background. What has led to Elements of Nutrition? Well, quite a long story. So I'm a, a scientist, I guess. I uh, studied biomedical sciences. I used to work at the Patterson Institute for Cancer Research next to Christie. I mm. used to work at Manchester University in a lab coat, um, playing in molecular biology. Gosh. And um, I found that as much as I loved it, I really enjoyed the science, um, it, it kind of got a bit dull. I mm-hmm. wanted to be out there speaking to people. I love the the energy of working with people. And so, I can tell that as soon as I met you, I would never have expected you to say that that was your background actually from, know, from meeting you. I know, yeah. with my little spectacles on <laughs> and my laboratory coats. No, that it wasn't me. Uh-huh. Uh, it took me a while to figure it. Um, I, one day I, I saw a lady come in who was all suited and booted and her fancy shoes and her mobile phone and a fancy laptop and a company car and she was swanning around the laboratory and I thought, yeah, that's more me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so all of my friends from university had gone onto the career ladders and they were all comparing their cars and their salaries and all of that stuff. And I just kind of got dragged into it um, because that, well, that wasn't my background. And I ended up getting into laboratory equipment sales. Oh, right. Okay. So I used to go to uh, universities, pharmaceutical industries, hospitals, and speak to scientists, professors and doctors all day about the kind of work that they were doing and what equipment I could use to help them resolve their kind of scientific dilemmas and help them speed Mm -hmm. up their research. And so I loved it. I loved that element of talking to people, talking science. And what I didn't love was all of the stress Mm. and million pound targets and everything that came with it. And the lifestyle that I was living back then was such that my stress levels went up Mm. and up and up and up. Uh, I wasn't doing much exercise. I certainly wasn't eating healthily. We lived on ready meals and um, I had no idea what personal development and mental health um, kind of stuff was. I just didn't have a clue. Um, We used to go out drinking every weekend, three nights a week and drinking in the house as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just a recipe for everything to go wrong and that's essentially what happened right um I went to the doctor one day with a list of two pages of A4 of everything that was going wrong with me Crikey. yeah so in the run physical and emotional emotional yeah yeah and he basically just said fill this fill this form in yes you've got stress and depression right and it was so good in one respect to know 
that's why I was suffering with all of these illnesses. Mm. Um, but it was also a bit confounding because I didn't know where to turn. I didn't mm. know what to do. I didn't know where to start. How long ago was this? So my daughter Beth was born in 2006 when she was 13 weeks old um, her dad went out for a blast on the motorbike and um, essentially uh, he didn't come back quite the same person. Uh, we got a knock on the door from the police and um, he ended up losing his leg, broke nearly every bone in his body. Gosh. And um, I was really grateful that I didn't go out with him that day. Um, but the, the recovery for all of us from that was very challenging. Um, obviously, he was in hospital a lot. I was pushing wheelchair. I was pushing the baby's pram. I was cooking, um, cleaning the house, doing everything that a mum kind of takes on board to look yeah. after her family. Yeah. And then I ended up going back to the same job, 70 hours a week and still carrying on with all of that. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, it was no wonder I was yeah. uh, under a lot of pressure. And, and and you just hold it together, don't you? As mm. a woman, as a mum, you just mm. keep it together for Everybody else all mm. getting choked up. Um, and uh, eventually I just snapped. Right, right. So that was where Elements of Nutrition was founded. I ended up being off work for three months with right. stress and depression. And during that time, I, I sat in the library and tried to figure out what my life purpose was. Um, nothing came to me until I started making changes. Mm-hmm. So I started to change my diet based on the reading that I'd done at the library. I started to get exercise included. I started to work on my mindset. I started to do a whole host of nourishing things I'd never tried before. And within about six months, I was an entirely different person. Crikey. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just so much more resilient to yeah. the, what life was throwing at me. And I thought, this is it. This is my epiphany. This is what I can do in the world. This is my life purpose yeah. to help other women before they get to that point. Help yeah. them look and feel and amazing as they deserve to. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's, I'm a big believer in uh, the universe, uh, bringing people into your lives just at the right time and having my f- sort of three months of trying to get on the right track from a health and fitness point of view. Uh, y- it's going to be an interesting conversation, I think. I've got loads and loads of questions for you. Uh, I'm delighted that you could join us. This is, of course, our first series of the New Look Business Day. We've uh, hosted this show now for 10 years as Redshift Radio. Uh, it has been sponsored by Hibbert's uh, Solicitors in all that time so thank you very much to the Hibberts team for continuing their sponsorship of this and every week we will produce a podcast around a different business and the first series of six sessions will be six episodes will be all about well-being and so you fit perfectly into that one so thank you very much for being part of the the first series of the business day podcast Becky thank you for inviting me so for people that want to look you up and and uh, also get in touch with you how can they do that while they're listening so if you can hop on the website, it is elementsofnutrition.me.uk. So that's elementsofnutrition.me.uk. You can find all my contact details on there, um, email, phone number, uh, and all of the Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and everything's on there too. 
Brilliant. Okay. So if you're a stressed out career woman and looking for some help, then this is the podcast for you to tune into. So do stay tuned. We are going to come on to this, you know, it is now what, mid-March 2020. We are in the midst of this awful coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Early stages now um, of going into quarantine and isolation. So we are certainly going to be covering a lot of that. You've got some great tips uh, about how to deal with that. Before we do that, let's just have a look at what is elements of nutrition and the ways in which you work with people, individuals and groups? Good question. So it was developed to help women on a one-to-one basis. Uh, This is still the vast majority of the work that I do. I help women usually over 12 session period, which is a a six-month period, and I help them uncover the root causes of what's going on for them. Typically, stress is a major player in there, but we look at all aspects of health, maybe what health niggles have started, or maybe in the they're in the depths of multiple health conditions, and I help them, yeah, just feel as they should do again, return to normal, but with extra bababoom and energy. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I also help um, as many people as I can do by giving talks, and um, so I tour around various places I'm hoping to get into more corporate establishments to help people with their well-being and nutrition Um, I'm also secretary for Diabetes UK so I help from a voluntary capacity and people affected by type 2 and type 1 diabetes and I do online courses so I'm recently uh, started getting into more of an online aspect so I can help even more women and than I can do with my one-to-one sessions great that's brilliant. There's a real good range there. And I think what's nice is also having met you and you've, you've travelled all this way down from Bolton, which I do really appreciate you doing. Uh, but nice to know that like people like me can can log on and, and have that keep that communication going. And I think we, we talked before we came on air, didn't we, about the coronavirus and how we're trying to help people who are isolated stay in communications with everybody. And I think possibly one of the positives that might come out of this period of, of unknowing is that we realise that we can communicate in other ways and we can, yes, of course, pick up the phone, but there's video conferencing opportunities, there's Skype, there's Facebook Live, all those sorts of things. So hopefully you'll be able to really keep that and maybe build on some of the momentum to keep in touch with clients and, and make new ones. Okay, you also do Arbon with sipping a very nice ah, tea. yes. <laughs> What's this tea that I'm drinking, my my ginger um, uplift. <laughs> yes, indeed. So it has got ginger in there. Uh, it's also got green tea and it's got licorice in there too. Um, the, they do a range of different herbal teas for detoxification, uh, general wellness, uh, water retention, a whole host of different things. But this one I especially love because the green tea can help with um, prevention of replication of viruses. So it's really good for stopping that um, growing. Um, it's got licorice in there, which is a proven antiviral, also helps our hormones, which we love. Um, and uh, the ginger that's in there, well, we know it helps with sore throats and everything this time of year. It's a good all-rounder for our immune system. Right. So certainly with the coronavirus, it's the tea to be drinking. Absolutely. What got you into Arbonne and how does that fit in with elements of nutrition? Good question. So um, how did I get into Arbonne? Well, 
one of my jobs is with Holland and Barrett. I work part time in the Berry store as a supervisor there, and I have done for eleven years now. Oh wow! It was just a, a tiny little part time thing that I wanted to do whilst I uh, was retraining in herbalism and nutrition. And um, yeah, I've ended up staying there because I love it so yeah. much. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to help thousands of people. And um, so I was in there one day, and I was asking a lady why it was important to her that she had the gluten free porridge. We got into a discussion about how many parts per million uh, gluten there were in various things and um she said well why is it you want to know do, do you actually really want to know and I said yeah I'm really keen to find out what diet you're following that mm. the gluten-free is so important and uh, she came around to my house she gave me loads of amazing samples of nutrition products and explained what Arbonne was all about oh, okay and so because they've got a huge range of nutrition and um, that is tried tested and free from all the usual nasties that we know can cause our bodies harm mm. because it's got a, a fantastic skin skincare range that's free from all the parabens, SLS, mineral oils, everything that we know can um, potentially cause harm in our body, plus the makeup side too, so we're not ingesting all sorts of nasties when we're putting our lipstick on. It really complements the message that I give to my clients and it enables me to help more people because mm. you don't have to be a client to get the benefits of, of what I'm doing. You can just literally just buy the stuff if that suits yeah. you better. Great. Okie dokies. That's really interesting. I actually worked in a health food shop when I had my funny little uh, change of life, shall we say. 2004 was my big, big change year when lots of uh, pretty awful things happened. And I said to my friend, you know, I really fancy working in a health food shop. I just really fancy working in a health food shop. Don't know why. And lo and behold, this little part time job came up and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I learned about echinacea, vitamin C, zinc, gluten free product, all manner of different things. And people were coming in with really nasty diseases me ms diabetes and all sorts of things and from their nutrition making nutritional changes taking themselves off medication and i've always been absolutely fascinated by it and you know touch wood in 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 the sort of 15 years since thank goodness i've only ever once had a terrible tooth infection and i had to have antibiotics for that Mm. but i've managed to keep right off all the antibiotics and all those pharmaceutical drugs that we're always told to take trust your doctor follow your doctor's advice Mm. but there are definitely definitely other ways of of doing it aren't there sure are so you mentioned uh the the diet and you're interested in this lady's gluten-free diet let's come on to diet and and nutrition and i um as i mentioned to you before we came on air i went on a um boot camp uh just a few weeks ago actually and my next podcast after this one is an interview with Craig Williams who was the founder of the, the boot camp he actually has his own uh, conquer food um podcast that he runs from his boot camp in in Shropshire so he interviewed me and then I interviewed him so my interview is going out this week and then in a, a few weeks time I'll be putting out the interview that I did with him as well and that boot camp for me I, I actually booked it on boxing day because I was, as you do, end of Christmas, Googling, deciding what you want to do. And I, and I really want, for me, doing things in short spurts but condensed together really works. I'm, a, I'm not very good at saying, yeah, I'll go to the class every Wednesday at 7pm or, you know, my Thursdays don't always happen to be the same. And so doing that kind of thing, I find really tricky. But I know that what suits me is if I, if I immerse myself in something for a period of time, maybe one week or two weeks, I'm much better than it sticking with it. So that was my kind of reasoning behind doing this. Plus also my husband always takes himself off skiing with his mates for a week. 
every February, March. So I thought, well, do you know what? Why am I staying at home <laughs> looking after the house, the dog and doing everything else when he's swanning off down the <laughs> down the mountain slopes? Uh, more fool him because actually he's now in quarantine because he's come back from northern Italy and Uh-oh. I've moved in with my mum. But that's another story. I will be back in the house hopefully next week. But... Um, but the, that was my basis for me saying, right, I need some time to myself. I need to invest in me and my health. Because like you said, you know, these stressed out career women, I don't think I suffer from stress, particularly. I'm quite good at managing my stress levels. But what I'm not very good at is putting myself and my health first. Yeah. So the exercise falls down to the bottom of the list. And the cooking meals and batch cooking healthy meals done it twice last year but you know I want to be doing that every week or every couple of weeks at least so that's why I took on this this uh, boot camp and I absolutely thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it very hard work getting up at silly o'clock in the morning and going out in the freezing cold and doing green PT which is all muddy and lifting your um, tyre wheels and all this sorts of things uh, over in the mud um, but we drank lots of water. We ate a paleo diet. We followed the paleo diet, which I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, to me that was a kind of possibly a bit more sensible than the keto diet because mm-hmm. keto is quite high fat. And I was a little mm-hmm. bit worried about that one, you know, thinking if I fall off the wagon on the keto, that could really upset things. But it's kind of going back to basics, back to um nothing processed nothing yeah. no sugar yeah uh, and that's the sort of diet i've been following probably 80 percent of the time since I've, I've come out of the boot camp i'm sticking with my exercise i'm not doing six hours a day because let's face it in normal world who can do six hours of exercise a day but i am managing to do three to four good quality sessions a week which Fun. i'm which i'm really pleased about so what I want you to talk to me about is those diets so we've got keto we've got paleo we've got the the fasting diets we've got slimming world all manner of things. What do you advise? Is there a, is there a diet that you particularly like? Um, it's a really good question, actually, and it, I could talk about it for hours. The 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 simple answer is there is no one diet that fits all the mm-hmm. population. There are many many different factors that affect whether a diet is going to suit us, whether it's not going to suit us, whether it's going to give us the results that we want in the short term and in the long term. And um, I deal with clients on a one-to-one basis and based on their tastes, sometimes uh, down to their genetics and based on uh, symptoms that they get when they eat a certain way. um, We will follow some kind of diet that is like that. Um, My favourite is probably the anti-inflammatory diet, uh um, which is a combination of various uh, diets that you've mentioned really, um, but it tends to have a more relaxed approach in some areas, which is a lot more achievable for most people. Mm -hmm. And if we feel like we're achieving it, we're a lot more likely to stick to it in the long Mm -hmm. term. Mm -hmm. And my idea is prevention as well as cure. Mm -hmm. And it's important to be able to stick to a diet for a long, long time. Yeah. So um, when we do keto, yeah, it's fantastic. It swaps our energy source basically from um, sugars into uh, burning our own fat stores and u- using the fat from the diet, um, which is a major conversion for our body. It can take some time and you do get some side effects when you do that changeover. Um, but it leads to very large weight loss in people. 
is that kind of thing sustainable when you move to a more normal, normal and in inverted commas diet, mm. when you start reintroducing the carbohydrates, it does cause rebound in a lot of people mm. uh, when they re- resume a carbohydrate based diet and now their, their body is basically changing how it works. And mm. um, if you're talking about paleo, then... Um, it's a lot closer to what we should be eating naturally Mm. Mm. um, in terms of ratios, in terms of what was available when we were caveman or whatever you want to call uh, homo sapiens uh, originally back in the day. And it is a lot, it's a very clean diet. Mm. And that's what I would advocate. The, the, The thing that all of those diets, other than the Slimming World, share is that they are clean. They're right, cutting yeah. out the processed nonsense. Yeah. They're restricting the sugar intakes. Mm-hmm. They are cutting out the nonsense that makes us poorly, basically. And so 80% of your results will be achieved by literally just cutting out the nonsense. And it's the, that fine tuning mm. that I work with clients on. So they've tried probably every diet under the sun in terms of looking after their weight, perhaps mm. not looking at in terms of their health, um, but they've tried all of those things. And yes, you can get to a certain point, but because of our microbiome, because of our genes, because of all these other factors that come into play, mm. it's fine-tuning that to us that is that last 20% that gives yeah. the real long-lasting results. Yeah I think for me it was it, it I realized as they were presenting us with these meals and I was reading the recipe book that the the boot camp put together I thought actually I can I can do this and and I went sugar-free well I started to go sugar-free no first of all at Christmas I went aspartamine free I was mm. absolutely I read lots of things about I haven't got diabetes but I've certainly got a, a rather thick middle and how actually all these uh fake sweeteners are adding and fueling to yep. playing havoc with your blood sugars and um and adding weight around your middle and stuff so I thought well that that is me because I, I drink diet coke like it's going out of fashion um and Although I don't really say I have a sweet tooth, I don't add sweetener to anything um, and we don't have a lot of sugar in our house, uh, you know, adding it as extra granulated sugar, etc. Um, but I've never been very mindful of, of how much sugar and how much um, sweetener I have. So that has gone completely. And interestingly, I about must be about six weeks ago now, um, I had a bottle of diet lemonade in the house and I thought, right, I'll just finish this off and then it's gone, it's gone. And I took a swig of it and I literally, <laughs> I spat it out. I was like, oh, that is disgusting. I thought, gosh, that's a really good sign that my taste buds have really changed. Yeah. And now if I have something that has got aspartamine in it, I can definitely, definitely taste it. So I'm pleased that that's kind of, and also um, the lower amount of carbohydrates, I'm not eating as, as much bread at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but a few weeks ago, not being organised, I didn't have my lunch to take to work with me, so I had to eat on the hoof. I ate a few biscuits at an event that I was at because I hadn't had my lunch with me. Then I went to another event in the evening and I wasn't organised, so I ate the sandwiches that were in the buffet. The next day, I felt like I had a hangover. Mm -hmm. I felt so grotty that it was enough for me to realise that, yeah, I've made some good changes. I need to stick with those changes because my body is thanking me for it so yeah Brilliant. it's great and you like you said you had that six month period where you, know, you change your your diet and I'm, I'm i'm determined to get to that six month period myself because yeah. i think that's you know the time you need to give yourself isn't it really to absolutely to see the, the shifts so coming away then from oh I, I do want to ask actually vegan diets plant-based diets vegetarian mm-hmm. diets um at 
aquatarian, what do they call it? Pescatarian. Pescatarian. What do you think of, of those things, cutting out some major food groups? Okay, good question. So unfortunately there are some very poorly vegans out there who when they don't supplement are missing out on some major nutrients that we rely on and so our sources of vitamin b12 are all animal based our meat our dairy is what tends to give us our b12 and iron um, unless we're combining it correctly um it's it's not as easy to get it from a plant-based diet. Um, and so if we have extra needs, then supplementing those kind of things can be really useful for them. Um, my idea about a plant-based diet is that it is very beneficial for our health. The more plants we can eat, the generally, the, the better our health is in every aspect. So yeah, plants are amazing. Vegetables rock. Um, if we... Listen to our body's needs, though, and supplement as and where necessary. I think that's a really good um, diet to be living on. Mm. So if I, I once followed a vegetarian diet, in fact, for many years, um, for various reasons, the ethical reasons being one of them, but I was so, so poorly. So for me personally, it wasn't working out. It took me a while to realise that all of these pretend meats uh, were actually based on wheat. And right. so I was eating an awful lot of gluten mm. and it was triggering migraines, inflammation, back pain, mm. uh, stomach issues, toilet trips, everything because of the gluten side of things. Mm. Had I been following a true plant-based diet with none of the nonsense, none of this pre-processed stuff that's supposed to look like meat, then... I would have been really healthy on it, mm. I'm sure. Um, I am very mindful to have protein with every meal and it's totally achievable with a plant-based diet. It's just a case of rethinking things a little mm. bit. Mm. I rather like the ethical omnivore movement because I'm a big big advocate for, for farmers, for our local farmers particularly, and supporting them. And I would never dream of going vegan for, for the main reason I think we should support our British farmers. But... I do think um, an ethical omnivore approach where you know where your meat's coming from, you know that it's come from a sustainable source, you know that it's been outdoor reared and it's it's healthy, yeah. is if you're going to not give up meat, I think that is a really, really important you know way to, to look at purchasing. And particularly now we've got Brexit and all these things, you know, talking about I don't know chicken coming over from America with mm. full of whatever it's full of chlorine Bleach, or something. Yeah. Um, and one of one of the podcasts and and Facebook groups I run is called Local Not Global, and we're very much looking at promoting what you can buy within thirty to fifty miles of Nantwich, Amazing. keeping it really local. So that's that's sort of where I fit in with with that kind of diet as well. I think um, the people the argument is that these kind of meats are far more expensive. Um, and so a lot of people won't do it for that reason. My thoughts are if you're paying three times as much for something, you'll probably eat a third as much. Yeah, and in true. small quantities, mm -hmm. um, meat is a fabulous part of our diet yes. for most people. Not everybody. Um, but if you get good quality organic meat and you know the source that it's come from mm. and it doesn't have added hormones and antibiotics and all of those things routinely, and mm. um, then we are designed to be omnivores. That uh, That is my belief. Mm. And getting those kind of things that are nice and clean in the right quantities are a beneficial part of our diet generally. Yeah. Now, I know we've got lots and lots to cram into this, uh, well, 35 to 45 minute podcast, which gives us uh, about another 10 minutes. Um, 
and I'm quite confident that we're going to have you back, be it through the, the uh, wonders of technology and, and over Skype or Zoom or here in the studio. So there's lots of different areas and there's it's, it is a minefield out there. Nutrition is such a massive, massive thing. So let's just go on to a few other um, subjects that you're, you're pretty good at um, <laughs> as little tasters for what we could talk about over uh, subsequent podcasts. Um, things that are particularly interesting to me, difference between prebiotic and probiotic please explain ah my one of my favorite subjects so um, (laughs) gut health is is pretty much the key to everything so it's uh, responsible for about 90 percent of all health conditions including our mental health and emotional health and when we have a good balance of bacteria within our gut, um, it leads to a, a state of low inflammation. Uh, basically, the, the, our whole immune system works better. Now, the little bugs that live inside us are essentially a, a probiotic. They're a friendly bacteria. Um, we also have naturally viruses and fungi and all sorts of things growing inside us that have a symbiotic relationship. They help us make stuff that is essential for life and if we don't have the right bacteria in there then everything gets out of balance we have this stuff uh, this dysbiosis and that can trigger a whole host of different health conditions so the idea of a probiotic is that it is a a type of bacteria Uh, i'd recommend as many different strains as you can do if you're looking at it from a capsule form because our body needs variety in everything Mm. and so having multiple strains of bacteria coming in as a probiotic capsule or a sachet or however you're going to take it and it a lot of them do get killed off in our stomach acid because that's one of the jobs of our acid it kills off foreign invaders that that we ingest but many of them do go through to the gut depending on the kind of formula that you're taking when they go through to the gut they encourage this low state of inflammation and they encourage our own bacteria our good bugs to proliferate and lots of good bugs means less space for bad bugs Mm -hmm. and therefore our immune system is improved and we we have less of this dysbiosis stuff going on so a probiotic um not just referring to capsules and the drinks that you can get the little actimels and all of Mm. those things um it refers to naturally uh, fermented foods too so uh, probiotic foods would include your sauerkraut kimchi um kombucha um, dairy kefir um, coconut kefir all of those kind of things and our live yogurt and um, they provide us with these probiotics so they're essential daily part of our um, our life mm. we need to be feeding these bugs into our system every day um, a prebiotic can I just pause you there so a, a, a probiotic is your acidophilus that's the brand name isn't it that you find in your, bacteria. in your shops and yeah. things yeah cool okay so they're all strains of different bacteria so um, you, they've got Latin names and they describe the shape of the bacteria and that kind of thing and where it comes from Um A prebiotic is the stuff that feeds a friendly bacteria. So a prebiotic diet is one that's heavily rich in different coloured types of vegetables and fruit. So every bacteria gets fed by a different type of vegetable or fruit. The compounds within them, these bioflavonoids, your lycopene, your anthocyanin, all of these things feed different types of bacteria. And they turn these compounds into these special fatty acids that then um, act somewhere in the body. So they might open our 
our blood vessels. They might keep inflammation down within the brain. They might repair our eyes. They do lots and lots of different jobs in the body. So it's important to have such a, a massive range of different vegetables and colours and fruit and things mm. to nourish our lovely bugs. Um, when we're talking about supplements, yes, you can have prebiotic supplements. One of my favourite is inulin. And the R-bomb uh, is even better because it has a, a range of different types of pectins in there. So inulin and pectins means you're feeding loads of different types of bacteria. So those right. tend to be just powders that you mix in with a warm drink or a, a cold drink. You can shove them in your yogurt. You can do whatever you want with them. Um, and they nourish our lovely bugs to make important things like our serotonin to make us happy like the melatonin to help us sleep they're mm. all really essential for our health and um, what i would say is even if you are getting a supplement the key is to look at the rest of your diet as well mm. there is no kind of supplement that fixes everything without altering your diet and lifestyle mm. too on that subject though what's your belief on um do you think we do really, if you leave a varied diet, you don't need any supplements, do you buy into that? Or do you think no matter what we do in this day and age, food miles are greater, we live in a polluted environment, we're working long hours... Do you think that it's fair to say most people would need some sort of supplement or, or not? I wholeheartedly agree that on the whole, most people will require a supplement these days. If we're having this conversation 50 years ago, mm. then yes, we could get adequate amounts of nutrition from our food by just having a great varied diet. Everything was so much clearer, cleaner. Our atmosphere was much cleaner. We didn't have these high levels of toxicity that drain us of free radicals. We had soils that weren't depleted of all our essential minerals. We weren't living in such a high stress environment and depleting our body of magnesium every day. Um, there were so many different factors. Mm. Our, our food was alive, basically. We had all of these lovely compounds on there, our digestive enzymes that we no longer get. Um, everything's in storage so long that it's naturally depleted of all its vitamins content it is it's a recipe for poor nutrition so yes do the m most that you can with your nutrition but also look at what your body is requiring in terms mm. of supplements okay great stuff and uh, two well sort of penultimate thing we're going to talk about today and, and for those who are listening what I'd love you to do is get in touch with me and tell us what you would like to know because I think it's fair to say we'll have Becky back in some form or another here uh, on this uh, podcast but what is it you want to know I want to find out more about um each of those different things that you read about when you pick up your magazine your healthy magazine from mm -hmm. Holland and Barrett and you mm -hmm. flick through and think do I really need that oh I'm going to give that a go and then I've got pots of various different tablets and whatevers and things and, and yeah I think a, a whole show just about supplements would be really really yeah. interesting but if you want to get in touch with me with my personal my personal email it's liz at lizparkin.co.uk drop us a line and let us know what you'd like to find out about from a nutritional point of view. And I'm sure uh, we can uh, invite Becky back in the studio or do it remotely by, uh, by phone over coming uh, weeks. If that's okay with you, Becky. Absolutely. Right in I love there for that. You. Um, now, coming on to your, you mentioned you're involved with Diabetes UK. Now, diabetes is something, my dad had diabetes. Sadly, he died 16 years ago, not really from diabetes, but something else. Um but we've been brought up in a family where because he had diabetes, we were very mindful of sugar. And so we had sweeteners. And my dad had a sweet tooth. He was on sweeteners in his tea, mm. granulated sweetener on everything, diet coke this, diet coke that. And 
All of a sudden, it's become very apparent to me in the last six months reading various articles and case studies that actually sweeteners are really doing a lot of damage to our um, blood sugars. And certainly from what I feel, you know, realising I've got rather a large middle that needs sorting out, it's quite possible that sweeteners haven't been helping me with that fat loss as well. So what's got you into Diabetes UK and, and what can you tell me about the sweeteners that are good enough to use? So when I was suffering with stress and depression, um, something that was pointed out to me was that helping your community is one of the best things that you can do in terms Mm. of your own mental health. So just reaching out and helping other people makes you feel better. And it gives you more of a commitment to looking after yourself, because if you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to be in a place where you can look after others is something that I've learned for sure. Mm. So I got into that as the secretary originally, or just the programme secretary. So I was arranging the speakers to come uh, and join us and support our members and help them learn. And then the treasurer, unfortunately, um, um, had to leave. And the secretary, unfortunately, died. And her husband, the chairman, died as well. So I don't have diabetes. I was very new to the group. And suddenly I, I had a group to run that had been Gosh. going since 1955. Crikey. And so it wasn't high stress. I was really passionate about it. I loved it. And I was surrounded by so many amazing people. And um, But in recent years, it has been challenging because numbers have dropped, our attendees have dropped as everybody's going online to get their information. Mm. Um, It's still something that I really believe people need help um, in. Um, We're having a bit of a a rejig this year, so we're going to be relaunching soon. So I would appreciate your listeners' ideas as to what kind of things they would love from a support group for people with diabetes. Um, The reason I got into it uh, additionally was because it's food-related. Nutrition plays a major part in Mm. managing type 2 diabetes and also with prevention of autoimmune conditions like type 1 diabetes. So there are many ways that our nutrition affects us and can prevent us from the long-term complications of diabetes yeah brilliant okay well there's another shout out then if you are diabetic pre-diabetic um or you've been living with diabetes for a long time get in touch with with myself or becky and uh, share your thoughts on what would be good for from a support point of view for for you so just touching then on the sweeteners now again going back to my research of the last few months um what did i say it was called stevia Mm-hmm. That seems to be the only sugar substitute that I found that is considered as kind of acceptable. Would that be right? Or are there others that I can use? Um, so Stevia is one of the best, in my opinion, um, because it is highly sweet. You need a very small amount of it. It's purely plant-based. They have not um, kind of rejigged it and turned it into a compound that is a bit like ste- the stevioglycosides. They still use that. And the best thing is that they tend to bulk it up with inulin. So inulin, as I mentioned, uh, right. is one of those uh, okay. prebiotics. So it's actively feeding our good bacteria. Uh. Um, the the problem being with some sweeteners is that they have a, a negative effect on our bacteria. So one of the reasons it's believed that they cause weight gain and prevent us from losing weight is because they change the uh, proportion of bacteria in our gut. And um, so there are two different, well, main strains of bacteria. Um, they are either 
causing us to gain weight or causing us to lose weight. And uh, recent studies have shown that things like aspartame encourage this imbalance in the wrong direction. And so in addition to it changing our taste buds massively so that we crave more and more sweet foods and we have to get more and more sugar in something that is um, sweet, like a pastry or whatever, to get that same hit that we're used to with an aspartame-based drink. And that's increasing the amount of calories that we're having, increasing Mm. our inflammation, et cetera, et cetera. And it also does trick our body into thinking that we are having a massive dose of sugar. Mm. And as you said, um, it it sends you on this cycle of insulin release and then not having enough insulin. So your body pumps out more and we end up with insulin resistance, even Mm. though during those times we're not putting any sugar into our body. Our bodies are just very confused, bless them. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. It is. Really is fascinating. Okay, so we've come to the end of our podcast and um, talking to Becky Jones from Elements of Nutrition. Now, every uh, episode, we will give our listeners a challenge and that can be a challenge to do with business as it's a business podcast, but it's obviously to do with something that's in your field. So, Becky, what's your challenge for our listeners this week? Ooh, so many potential challenges. <laughs> um, I'm going to say three little ones um, are your best ways of defending yourself while there's everything knocking about at the moment. Um, eat plenty of vegetables. It, even if you're just bumping yourself up to five a day, obviously the more the better, but five a day will massively, massively improve your gut health and everything that, that can do for you in terms of um, coping with the anxiety around stuff um, and um, helping your immune system. Um, number two would be to drink plenty of warm water. So be that some tea, some decaf tea, some herbal tea, that kind of thing. Not only kind of flushes the viruses down if we do end up ingesting it, um, but it helps keep everything beautifully hydrated and a hydrated body just works better. And why warm water? Um, so viruses don't like warmth. Right. Um, so that's essentially a point um, important at the moment. Yeah, when we have cold drinks, that, yeah. it, it does it creates more work for our body to do. So we want right. to give it give it a little bit of a break by having warm water. Um, and finally, uh, we've t- spoken already about probiotics, getting some probiotic foods in your diet every single day, finding something that you love and that loves you back um, will massively improve your immunity, your sleep, just your well-being, your energy levels, everything. And mm. um, so, yeah, and if you find that you are not suited to the bacteria that you're having, please get in touch because there are loads of alternatives that might suit you better. Okay, um, cool. If you get bloating when you have a probiotic and it lasts longer than a week, it usually signifies that something going on in your gut. Okay, super. Well, thank you very, very much indeed. On that note, can we have your contact details, please? Phone, email and website. Okay, okay. So my name again is Becky Jones. That is B-E-C-C-Y Jones. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter under all of those names. Um, I'm on Elements of Nutrition UK on all those social media platforms. Um, my phone number is 0770. 0770- four eight three four thousand and my email is becky so that's b-e-c-c-y at elementsofnutrition.me.uk superb well thank you very very much indeed for joining me i do hope you have a a shorter journey back home up the road thank you and uh, look forward to having you back here on the business day podcast soon oh thank you so much you're doing so well (laughs) 
Welcome to Business Day on Redshift. Each episode, we talk to a different business owner about what makes them tick. We share tips from their specialist field and set our listeners with their own weekly challenge. Many thanks to Hibbert Solicitors, one of Cheshire's leading law firms, for sponsoring this podcast. Visit hibberts.com.